0: Uh, we're thinking about how a Christian should handle controversy. Now why is this important? Well because if we live in a world where people often handle controversy in super unhealthy ways and they do it uh, vindictively, they do it in a way that they try to uh, cultivate you know like a following of their opinion and their view, then I think we need to really question, what is the best way to handle controversy? You know, we really need to think through that. And so this last Sunday, just a few days ago, we, we started a series that we're gonna do for a couple weeks called Messy, Handling Conflict and Controversy in the Church. Because if you're watching this and you are a Christian, then there is a standard that's been set for us. And if you're watching this video and you're not a Christian, uh, it's like, okay, so there's so much toxicity out there. Sometimes I even see it in Christians, what is the standard? How should I handle conflict and controversy? And so I just wanted to recap because I think it's it's important enough to where I'd like to land here again for our our midweek teaching, just to be able to think about uh, that that topic that I think it resonates with all of us because we see conflict, we see controversy pretty much everywhere we go. And like I said, we see people doing it really wrong and uh, in really harmful ways. So this Sunday, what did we talk about? Well, we looked at Matthew chapter 18, and that is a conflict chapter. This is Jesus Christ giving an example uh, on, in multiple ways of how we're supposed to handle conflict and controversy. Now, the first step, and here's why I want you to hear me on this, whether you're a follower of Christ or not, the first step to really handle conflict and controversy in your life is with humility. That is something we don't do well, is it, right? We don't do humility well. We don't do allowing other people space to give us their opinions and their perspectives well. We don't, we just don't. We live in a like a burn me culture, right? We live in a cancel culture. We don't wanna hear other people when they don't agree with us. But if we approach it with with Christ-like humility and we understand first and foremost, that that's a person that's got their own baggage that they've got their own issues, they've got their own background and perspectives uh, that might actually be beneficial to me, even if I don't agree with their opinion or what they're saying, uh, and even if I don't like how they're saying it, can I still approach it with humility and have a good, healthy understanding of what's important? And ultimately, that's people. It's not just being right. And I'm not saying with humility, you can't be right because being humble is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. C.S. Lewis said that. So let me say that again. Humility, being humble, is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And that's the example that Christ gives for us. And it's, it's his words that inform us on what it looks like to live in messy community. Uh, and a big part of that is having Christ-like humility. And so that's a first step. And then the second one uh, is the importance of, of taking an issue directly to a person. So Jesus is going to give a, a, a basically a step-by-step approach of how to handle conflict and controversy. So he says, first, I need you to have a humble heart. Second, I need you to consider the fact that that is a person that you're having conflict with. So if they sin against you, what do you need to do? Well, you need to go directly to that person that doesn't mean trash them on social media. It doesn't mean go find other people right away to get on your side. It means somebody sinned against me. I have an issue with a person. I'm going to go directly to them and talk to them. Secondly, say maybe that doesn't work. Say they, they won't hear you out, right? Um, then what are you going to do? Well, then you, need, you might need to get a couple other people to be other ears and be other eyes about what's happening and what's being said and in jesus example within the church context is that if possible they need to be witnesses to what happened but even if they weren't to what happened they can be witnesses to how you're trying to handle this so you need to bring people in that aren't just on your side but have wisdom and have humility and have each person's best interest in mind and then thirdly in the church context what should conflict and controversy look like in the church well if that still doesn't work then you start then you bring it outside the scope of just a you know this smaller tighter circle because the whole point is to handle controversy in a way that doesn't harm a bunch of other people but say you still can't get to that person they're still unrepentant they still won't apologize then that is when you bring it to the church that is when you bring the scope out so that this person then who clearly is just having a a really hard destructive heart at that point is when you say all right let's let's get more people involved let's get leadership and church involved and depending on what it is what the sin is what the issue is then maybe it does become public in the church but you do your best to handle things with the people involved rather than just exploding it with gossip and toxicity Right, And there are things that get to that level where it's like, okay, clearly we got to let everybody know about this. It's to that scale. It's that big. You don't cover things up. right? If they cannot be officially resolved among people, then you scale it up. And then if you scale it up and it still doesn't work, that point is kind of the nuclear option. Because then Jesus says, look, that person is clearly so toxic, so divisive, so dangerous... They're just belligerently in their sin. Then that becomes the point where you say, all right, we've tried individually with a small group of people that care about you, addressing it as a church, you still don't care. Now this person is not safe to be with us anymore. Right? So that is how Christians should handle conflict and controversy within the church. But all that being said, and again, that's Matthew chapter 18 in the New Testament. All that being said, I think we can, we can personalize that even in our own lives as well. Right? What would contra- conflict and controversy look like at work for you or in your family, for you, in your friend circles, online, if your very first thing was humility, and you thought of other people first, and it wasn't just always about being right or making somebody else look stupid, that's a great first place to start is humility. And then again, secondly, if you've got an issue, in our culture, we just trash people online. How about you go and talk to that person just one-on-one you'd be amazed at how often things get resolved because you had enough humility and respect for that person to just say hey man this is you wronged me on this and this it's that made me feel right then maybe you get some other people involved so you could take these steps and you could apply them to your own life I think and you could see the blessing right I think you could see the blessing in your own life right if you were able to do that personally but again, this is what, like, as a follower of Christ, this is how it should look. This is how it should feel. And this is what we should really be reflecting to the world. That we are really intentional about honoring other people, even if we disagree with them. And even if they sin against us. I'm still all about humility. I'm still all about honoring that person. Because at the end of the day, it's a person that Christ died for. It's a person that's made in the image of God. So that's where we were. Next week, we've got a different uh, perspective on uh, on w- another clue, another tool that Jesus gives us when it comes to conflict and controversy. So we got humility, community, and then next week we'll look at mercy and how that can affect interpersonal conflict and controversy. All right. I'll see you guys next week. God bless. Once again, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified of new content every week. Remember, we want to help you worship, connect and serve. So if you live in the central Massachusetts area, we would love for you to engage with us on Sundays. For more information, service times and details about our children's and youth ministries, visit us at quaybogchurch.org. Have a blessed week.